the world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thanks for joining us for more Monster of the Week in Autumn Falls. We have a slightly sad announcement, I'm afraid. Our friend Clara, who played Bethany Miller, had to step away from the podcast. We miss having her on the cast, as I'm sure you'll all miss Bethany in the story going forward. We wanted to send her off properly, so for intros this episode, all of us shared things we liked about Bethany, and the hunters do still get to say goodbye, as Bethany heads off for bigger and better things. Let's start with Whitaker. Hey everyone, my name is Emery and I play Agent Loni Whitaker. And Whitaker's favorite thing about Bethany was her unquestionable sense of moral fortitude and her ability to always do the thing that was good and just, regardless of what the situation felt like at the time. At one time where Damien was out in the woods getting attacked by a troll, he was completely overpowered and defeated by the troll. And Bethany had run out to go save him, you know, which is pretty impressive because she doesn't have any, you know, powers or any combat capability. And she was like, hey, my friend's in trouble. I'm going to go get them. So it's just a really good show of, you know, her always looking out for her, her friends. And I'm playing director Damien Edgrest. Hello. My name is Maddie and I play Felicity Starnbrook. Felicity's favorite thing about Bethany. Number one, she gave me her backyard family that now lives at my house. And number two, she always makes my Starbucks drinks right when I go and get them. There's a lot of instructions. There's a lot of different syrups and she gets it right every single time. Hello, I am Brittany and I play Raven Eugenia. And me and and Raven are really gonna miss Bethany's pep talks and Bethany's uncanny ability to just keep us on the moral path, even though we all sometimes are just a huge hot mess. Raven and Bethany are still going to text, and so Raven will be updating Bethany on the goings-on of the squad, and obviously they're going to talk about crushes and stuff, so it'll be fun. My name is Aday. Uh, I'm playing Hugo Rashad. Concerning Bethany... He is very, very proud of the fact that she's able to deal with situations and look at them beyond just punch the thing to get rid of it. However, just because she's not going to be nearby doesn't mean he's letting her off the hook. He still is planning on testing her, so she's going to have to be prepared. Hi, everyone. I'm Natalie. I play Aiden Brightwood. I'm also your keeper. The thing Aiden is going to miss about Bethany the most is how she would stand up for you even if you didn't ask for it, or if you were perhaps willing to let something go, Bethany would point out that maybe don't let people walk all over you. I, Natalie, the keeper, am going to miss Clara and Bethany as a character just for the fun storytelling challenge of having a mundane character. Clara's just awesome, but you know, life comes first and we're here just to tell a story and 
share it with everybody. So let's have an adventure. Last time, our heroes were in the clutches of the Whispered at the start of things. The situation was not very good right at the offset, but the team of rescuers, Felicity with her vision of where people were being held captive, you guys managed to free Aiden, stop Whitaker from being executed, and basically by threatening to live stream everything, we're able to cause that chapter of The Whispered to disband. And so Hugo was left to pick up the pieces, as it were, by offering to continue to organize the cooperation between some of the younger members of The Whispered who were ready to back up his decision that killing witnesses is no longer a thing they're allowing themselves to do as an organization, despite the philosophical reasons from centuries past. You all left. You were basically returning home to sleep and decompress after what was a very stressful situation. Aiden had offered her apartment to Whitaker and Damien, since the trailer is currently upside down. Everyone else went back to their own respective homes after a celebratory Taco Bell run. In our universe, Taco Bell still has its full menu, so it was actually good. And so, where do you guys want to pick up? Immediately the next day, or do you want some time to have passed? I think some time having passed would be good, because we all did just almost die a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think it makes the most sense, especially just story-wise, if Bethany's going to leave, I think it'd be weird to pick up, like, the very next day. I want a step-by-step scene of writing Whitaker's trailer and picking up all the broken pieces of porcelain from his tea sets. How many did he own? Oh, he just had two. The the, the standard and the fancy, but they're both gone now. Oh, no. what, what's the song playing in the background as Whitaker <laughs> his wrecked trailer? All around me are familiar faces. <laughs> But it's just Whitaker standing there with his arms crossed, watching as everyone else everyone flip else the attempts trailer to and flip and write the trailer. <laughs> yeah, Felicity, we I can imagine. Never ask him to help. I imagine she tries to pick it up with magic first, and then drops it again. <laughs> I think. I think probably she goes to do something, and everyone immediately is like, "No, no, 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 no!" Yeah. So your trailer is. Honestly, I don't know what flipping a trailer would do to its structural integrity. I can't tell if it would be totaled or just need body work. Uh, well, see, you can do as much damage as you want because it was a magical force. So it could have done as much crushing or pure force. Yeah, we had established that the door area turned into a concave dent. So yeah, so it might be a complete wash, Whitaker. That being said, for the past few days, you have made yourself at home with Aiden Brightwood. Damien, you also would be staying there, which sort of makes all four of you now roommates, (laughs) if we count Hugo in the mix. Aiden is still able to go work her job at the uh, Maple Leaf, the diner in town. And I think we'll pick up there. She is perhaps on a shift, but it is a quiet Wednesday evening. I believe our last game canonically happened on a weekend, so it's been been a few days. Not a lot going on. The dinner crowd has sort of fizzled out. We'll say it's around 8 in the evening. So she's really just serving coffee to a few other people. Raven, 
if you're on shift, you're on shift, but if not, maybe you guys just decided to all meet there and go over what your next steps are gonna be. Or maybe just to see how everyone is handling having almost died and checking in to make sure that no one is slipping into a spiral or anything over that. Well, I'm glad everyone could make it to today's meeting. I called this together so we could discuss next steps and I felt this would be a nice familiar atmosphere for everyone to eat and drink and make themselves comfortable. What song did you put on the jukebox, Damien? The last three songs that he heard. Yes. You waited for someone else to put three songs in and then you just boop, 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 those same three songs. Yes. <laughs> Raven yeah. wasn't on a shift, but when she gets there, she just goes in the back and helps herself to like the, one of those diner like pots of coffee and a bunch mm-hmm. of mugs and just brings them to the table. <laughs> Felicity makes her coffee, but she puts all the cream in first and then a ton of sugar and it's filled up probably a little bit more than halfway with just cream and sugar. And then she puts a little bit of coffee on top. Raven just sighs and gets up and gets more creamers and sugar for the table. <laughs> just doesn't say a word. Just goes and gets more. Sits back mm-hmm. down. Hugo, you arrive on your bike outside. What has he been doing up until this point? since he's been given a few days to be left alone. Despite Whitaker moving in next door, he hasn't really bothered you, I don't think. So firstly, he's been checking in with people to make sure that, or the people within the Whisper to make sure that the parents aren't really upset with their kids, seeing how everyone else is dealing with things. He's actually been also communicating with the rest of the group a bit more. He's actually been participating in the messaging chats and stuff and not being as secretive about stuff in general because he doesn't really feel the need to as much anymore. It's not as life or death as he thought it was before. Yeah, removing the threat of death on your friends makes socializing a lot easier. <laughs> the first time that Hugo actually responded in the group chat, it was just immediately flooded with like reaction pictures and stuff. People being like, he's alive! Oh my god! <laughs> like mm-hmm. Streamers and stuff just because he was like, hey. In terms of your contacts, Hugo, Joseph Argyle obviously is still at the museum and helping you come to grips with the fact that you're now a chapter head. In reaching out to everyone else, the Yoshidas are fine. It's their grandfather who brought them into the organization, so they don't actually like live with him or see him all that often. They see him at the school, but then there's the facade of, we're here to do karate, and that's it. They told you that they would continue with tracking down supernatural problems, and if you needed them for any sort of big job, or needed to assign them somewhere else, they're happy to go. Rhea, who you've seen at work, you haven't heard from Zuri, but Rhea kind of speaks for the two of them. She says that her father, Dr. Singh, is still willing to supply you with new inventions, new magical devices that he is going to continue to work on in the workshop beneath Autumn Falls. Obviously, there were some groups in the Whispered who would just dust their hands off and were like, we're out. We didn't want to be in this group either. The only person you have gotten a troubled response from is Jordan, who says that while they support you, their grandmother is still telling them, don't get involved in those hunts. That's not our our place or our responsibility. So you may have to go talk to her or them at some point in order to get that relationship firmly established as like, you're a member and I'm going to call on you to do things at some point. So all in all, damage control has gone well and you are, for the first time in a while, kind of off the hook. At last. Mm. (laughs) 
I think you and I will probably go over at some point a change to your beginning of mystery rolls, which we should do. I rolled a nine and my sharp is now three. So I rolled a 12 for connect the dots. I also got an eye. Well, I got a nine total. So I get a clouded, clouded image of something bad that is yet to happen. Mark experience if I stop it. Your vision, Felicity, is you, you don't get a sort of video in your mind the way you have for some of these other visions. It's more of a dream sequence that you get. You see your group standing together. You see lines of light spreading out from you and connecting your group, but then connecting to other groups of people. One line from you goes off and connects to a figure that kind of looks like your mom, like a silhouette of her. You have lines spreading from you to Aiden and to Raven and Damien and everybody. Bethany has a line that spreads off and connects to a, a large group of people. Whitaker has a line that spreads off and connects to a very large group of people. Hugo, similarly, also a pretty big group. All these lines are glowing with a faint pulse. And you see Bethany begins to walk towards the group that one of her lines connects her to. And then that group disperses and her figure also fades in the mist and the line between her and your group shoots out into the distance and you can't actually see where it goes to now. And then you come out of this vision. All right. Well, doesn't necessarily have to have happened at this diner hangout. Just things for you to know. Whitaker, I mean, you probably have contacted the agency, I would think. How much has he shared, you know, in his report about the situation, if anything? You definitely have to report the camper being damaged, but... Yeah, I think... Ooh, hard to say. Damien under the bus. So I just feel he, like, you know what? He's under control. No one got hurt. But you don't have to explain the addition of any other mystical force. We're just going to say there was an attempted robbery, completely mundane robbery, and Damien flipped out a little bit. But all of the mundane robbers in question won't remember anything. Is <laughs> <laughs> it a fact? Okay. I love the logic of Damien being like upset that you're getting robbed and therefore destroys everything <laughs> in your house so you cannot be robbed. It just, like, turns into a bear, the thing that would cause the most damage to a trailer. Yeah. Like a, like a Kodiak, like a big Northwest yes. Pacific bear. So, in terms of open case files, Whitaker, you still have the shifter who got away. You still have the option of just Whitaker in general wanting to potentially recruit members of this group. Damien has two coffee cups. One is made just like Felicity, and one is made just like Agent Whitaker. Oh, God. That would be terrible, because I imagine Whitaker's is just straight black coffee, right? I, well, Which actually, is important. Kind of balance out, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but separately. <laughs> really, really put some whiplash on your tongue. It becomes yeah. a coffee in your stomach. It's, it's you guys sort of meeting up. Feel free to discuss, do some, some bonding. That shapeshifter definitely got away and i want to know everything we can about him before we get down to um the shapeshifter damien i just want to check in with all of you you're doing okay felicity how you doing i'm fine i guess i'm i'm all right been better 
You also, Felicity, have been thinking about that vision you got right at the tail end of the Whispered rescue mission about that village. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> Actually, really bad. You're absolutely right, Agent Whitaker. I got carried away. It can't always focus on the mission. The human element comes first. We have to check in on all of our friends. Aiden! Aiden, how are you doing emotionally right now? <laughs> she almost spills coffee on someone as she's refilling their cup. Excuse me a minute. And then it goes back to the table. <laughs> and she, in feigning to like take your order, she says, I'm doing okay. My energy is back. I'm feeling healthy. I, uh, I like having roommates. That's new. I know you guys are sort of getting used to the place, but it's nice having you around, especially after all that. I don't think being alone would have been good for me. And then somebody else calls at another table like, excuse me. I'll come back in a minute. My shift's almost over. And she goes off again. Staying with Aiden is sort of odd in that Whitaker's job is a sort of stay-at-home job most of the time, unless he's out investigating. Damien, you just follow him around. So you honestly haven't seen a lot of Aiden, except for like maybe a couple hours each night when she comes home from work and then stays up way past when you go to bed. And then you see her in the morning when she's getting ready to go. I guess we could talk a little bit about what you and her have done with the wee hours of the night, Damien. Tried to get Aiden out to any nightclubs in the area. Definitely playing competing games. I imagine oh, okay. chess and checkers and connect four and all sorts of board games. Or is Aiden not the competitive type? She's happy to indulge you in these games. Chess, she's really engaged with. She's totally happy to like play these games with you. She almost is playing to indulge your want to play them more so than like getting competitive or being disinterested. It's just like, yes, sure, I can do that if you would like. Mm -hmm. I will say that um, barring the, the night of the event where Whitaker slept very deeply, the, the second night he probably stayed up with them and, and joined them a bit. Like he was not interested mm -hmm. in falling asleep for a good long while. There's a scene of the three of them playing Mancala, trying to work out three-person Mancala. <laughs> three-person Mancala. I think at one point you probably give up and set up like Mario Kart or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aiden is the only person who can play Mario Kart without getting extremely angry at people she's playing with. <laughs> Whitaker does not behave like a 50-year-old man during Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is great because Damien will alternate between the two. Like, you'll wreck his day, and he'll be like, okay. Right, because Aiden's being so fine about like, it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, go spiky for a second. <laughs> he does, like, accidentally, like, punch Damien at some point. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love it. Felicity, if you want to share with the group or vent to them or... I'm doing bad. Would you like to elaborate? What bad how? I told you guys about the vision that I had, right? The one where I burned a village down with my fire hand. Oh, that's oh, right. That's super cool. Mm -mm, there are people living in it. Like, maybe I have fire powers or something, but I don't uh, want to hurt so we people. don't know for sure that, like, you did it. I mean, oh, it like if looked really bad, but, like, your visions don't always, they're not like exactly the future right are, are you 100 percent sure they were your 
hands. Yes. Uh, Felicity, actually, do you want to say that maybe in the days following you telling them about that vision, Whitaker's whole job is protecting the world from, you know, supernatural events. Protecting uh, from he, me. He, well, no, he probably would have asked, like, can you give me some descriptors of the village and probably, like, start to do a little bit of research yeah, for you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I he's, got, he's got free time. I would give you an entire rundown of what the people looked like, what the village looked like, where it was. Whitaker, investigate a mystery. I would love to. Uh, Felicity, this sounds like mission stuff, and we're <laughs> still checking in on everyone's feelings. Uh, Hugo, Raven, how are you two doing? Uh, it's a seven. Which okay, is you still get to ask a question. I will let you just ask a question, because those questions tend to be about monsters, and this is not that. Yeah, I guess the big one is, where is that village? Or what villages in the sort this area match that description? Or what places in this area match that description? The short answer is, the village she describes is not modern. So it doesn't sound really like anywhere developed. And... Felicity, could you just give me a straight weird roll? Eight. When you try to recall a vision, it's blurry, but it is almost like recalling a memory. Mm -hmm. um, and you are able to describe, I mean, what you describe is a, a fishing seaside place with some coniferous trees sort of lining rocky cliffs and a very like sandy, but rocks scattered across at beach. You... Describe one plant in particular that caught your eye just next to you on the ground. It's sort of a leaf pattern that you do a little doodle of because Felicity draws. And in trying to find that Whitaker, you look it up and it seems to be a plant native to like the British Isles or the Scandinavian area of Europe as opposed to Northwest America. So what you're saying is we're going to take a vacation, Whitaker? <laughs> We're going on a family vacation? Oh, um, no. <laughs> Actually, this is, this, is, this is excellent. This means as long as we keep you out of, um, we'll keep you in America, nothing bad will happen. <laughs> <laughs> nothing bad has ever happened here. Yeah, that's what you're able to find, is that the vision she has is of somewhere not in the immediate region. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. That is weird. Interessante. So we're, we should go there, right? Because I totally want to see that. I mean, we should not go there. on fire in a burning village. I want to see it. That's the exact opposite of what we should do. No, I don't want yeah. to do that. Uh, Damien, for the first time in your life, you're the only one who wants to do something. I'm just kidding. That, what a dumb idea. <laughs> totally <laughs> hang out here. Yeah, you have people to check in with. Raven and Hugo still haven't said where they're at about everything. Tell me about your feelings, Raven. Uh, Raven just kind of like sinks down in her chair a little more and like takes a sip of coffee at everyone looking at her and asking about her feelings. And she just like mumbles into it like, I'm fine. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm fine. That sounds like a person who is not fine. Wendy pokes their head up from sitting beside you in like a coat pile. Everyone's coats are in one corner of the booth and they like poke their head out from it. And then, like, pad over and, like, sit in your lap. Raven looks around, like, nervous and then remembers that, like, most people can't see Wendy, mm -hmm. but still tries to, like, 
get Wendy to squish down a little bit in her lap, <laughs> like not be poking <laughs> up over the table. Just like, get, okay, get down there. Now, Missy Junior, we actually never had a formal rundown on what this is. You actually can't <laughs> see it, Whitaker. Oh, never mind. <laughs> just see, like, Felicity just, like, petting the air. Felicity is petting the air, and Raven seems, like, uncomfortable about something in her lap. You're so used to this with Felicity at this point. That, like, yeah, that's, that's yeah, actually a good thing to note. Is that, like, yeah. You maybe could infer, Whitaker, based on the fact that Wendy wasn't glamored when they were coming to rescue you. That's right. You would have seen right. Wendy yeah. at so you least have, you have seen them, you just don't see them now. Raven forgets that not everyone in the group knows and just looks back up expectantly, like, what were we saying? <laughs> yeah. You, you were talking about your feelings. Feelings! Oh, right. I've, I've been okay. It's been, I mean, it's, I don't know, things, things were weird, but they seem to be okay now, right, Hugo? Like, that was a thing that... Like, we all could have died, and, like, you would have had to kill us if we knew, but, like, now now we know, and, like, it's okay, right? It so, like, seems that, worked that way. It's, like, it's, things are okay. Let's quickly flash back to, like, yesterday or the day before, Raven, and I'm going to have you read a bad situation as you, like, attend karate class for the first time since running into Haru in the depths of a secret organization. Literally. That's a 14. Wow. Wow. Holy shit. Just use sharp for everything now, jeez. Yeah. When you get there, he almost catches you off guard when he, like, calls your name. You jump a little bit. Raven, would you mind demonstrating what we went over last week? Calls you to the front to spar with him. She definitely freezes for a moment and, like, looks around and then is like, all right, this is, this is normal. Like, he's done this before. And then goes up to the front. <laughs> Bring it on. He takes the same stance that he did when he was in the doorway of the lab and confronting you guys. And he looks at you very, very seriously. And then he winks at you. <laughs> and you guys go through the form that you practiced last week in class. And when he finishes, he helps you up because he has you like demonstrate the fall part of it. Excellent work. Be seeing you early next week for a kids class, right? Yeah. Yeah, you will. Okay. Let me know if anything else comes up as a scheduling conflict. Sounds good. Yeah. Normal and seemingly friendly interactions with your friends who backed up your rescue attempt. So that's nice. Flash forward and Whitaker says, Miss Eugenia, do you want to come to Portland with me? I've got a scheduling conflict for you. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Wait, no, we haven't checked in with Hugo yet. We'll save that. <laughs> okay. Just needed a <laughs> table. That's how Raven deflects. She shoves some, like, french fries in her mouth. Oh, we should talk to Hugo about his feelings. I Beats saw that. It's a fair point, Mr. Rashad. How are you getting on? I'm not cut out for administrative work, and I am tired. But I can't complain, because you're not dead, and that's a plus. Hey, I, I really appreciate that. Aiden yeah. comes by with more water for you all and catches the tail end of Hugo speaking. A plus improvement, Mr. Rashad. And like hands you a, <laughs> a little pastry or something. He looks back. You can see the sigh in his eyes. <laughs> like, mm. She says, uh, you let me know if these two make any noise next door. And feigns 
sort of a, like, I'll lay down the law at you and uh, Damian Whitaker. Mario Kart games are getting pretty Getting intense. out of hand. <laughs> you, you do recall that at one point during one of those nights, Hugo actually banged on the wall. It's really, really late and he needs sleep before work. Sorry. How about your feelings, Damien? Damien just like keeps copying other people's responses. I'm fine. I mean, we almost died, but now, now we're good. Speaking of almost dying, Agent Whitaker, how, how are you doing? Uh, you know, it's part of the job. Speaking of, as Damien so concisely put at the beginning of our meeting, we were actually in the middle of something before all of the whispered nonsense came up. And I think it's high time I make my way back over to uh, to Portland and to the Eastie Agency to get a bit of a bit of a shine up on the sort of case we got open right now. And I was wondering if any of you would like to join us. There is prime opportunity to get some of you all equipped with things that might make your interest in the monster hunting and supernatural business a little bit more, uh, well, a little bit less lethal, I think. And Miss Eugenia, I know you've still been a little on the fence about uh, uh, coming up with me and taking up the job, but maybe this will be a bit of an eye-opener for you. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. Let's take a road trip. Anything to get out of teaching that class. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hope there are no scheduling conflicts there. When is it? No, it's probably fine. Aiden is, at this point, finished with her shift. She comes over and actually like sits down with you guys. I actually think it'd be nice for all of us to go see a new place. I haven't actually traveled in a while. And Miss Starnbrook, you, you and Mr. Rashad might be interested because we've got a few magic folk over at the Eastie Agency if you wanted more people to talk to about that. Yes! Yes! And Hugo, I, I know you are completely bogged down with administrative work, uh, but perhaps if you're getting tired of that. Family I, road trip! I gotta tell you that infiltrating the ECU organization as a member of a different organization is a ton of fun and I highly recommend it. I cannot encourage or discourage this behavior. I don't think I can go under that particular pretense, but suffice to say, what, what is that old adage? I showed you mine. Maybe get the leader of the new whispered caught up with the times? You, you've seen how archaic all of our stuff is. I might have only spent one night in the whispered area, but boy, do you all need some spreadsheets. This is what the EC agency can offer you and your secret company. IPads. Knowledge of Google Excel. (laughs) So you guys all agree that a trip to Portland and the Eastie Agency is in your your future. Who reaches out to invite Bethany? Would that be Whitaker, do you think, would take that? Since it's him organizing the trip? Yeah, yeah, probably. She sends you a text back and it says, where are you right now? I guess I'm at the Maple Leaf. She says, swing by my place. All right. Anything anybody wants to do before the group splits up? So after leaving the restaurant, 
Damien goes to the back garbage bin and then jumps up on top of it and then just empties out all the food and just like opens up his chest, nope, right in the garbage, closes up. Okay. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting thing to make canon. Damien just has a food pocket that he keeps things in and then got to get rid of it somewhere. God, I hate being this man's roommate. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose you, Aiden, and Damien would be driving together, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Hey, Raven, you want to come over and have our spirits play? Yeah. I feel like I always text Raven. I feel like (laughs) Felicity always texts Raven a lot, and Raven says yes, like, 30% of the time. Yeah, I think it was probably the thing you've been doing in the last four days since Wendy existed. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Felicity probably, I imagine she texts Raven, like, at least once, possibly twice a day. Being like, hey, do you want to come over and bring Wendy? (laughs) Every once in a while, Raven says yes. It's like she wants to just invite Wendy, but she knows that she should invite Raven with Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy can't get there without Raven. Yeah. (laughs) Hugo, let's follow you either home or, or what would he do after this little meetup and with his intention of going to Portland? Goes back to the museum. Has he just been sleeping there for a couple days, maybe? After that incident with the Mario Kart? Yeah. (laughs) Argyle is there. He also has like a room that he can stay in if he decides to stay overnight. Oh, welcome back. I trust networking went well. Uh, As well it can go in these days. Well, these days are your days now, my boy, so... Better get used to them. Mr. Argo, have you ever been to an agency before? No, can't say I have. I've been given an opportunity to find out some stuff, and I think I'm going to pursue it. Makes sense. If uh, Whitaker was his name, if you're going to keep working with him, might be sort of in line with your current modus to encourage sharing. Clearly, the outfit he's with is is allowed him to do our job just without any of our training and expertise. So they're doing something right. I'll do my best to make sure I bring back at least some souvenir for you. An electric kettle? You could use an electric kettle. Certainly. This is the thing probably that Whitaker introduced Hugo to, and now he's like, everyone I know needs one of these. (laughs) Everyone I know. Argyle, that's it. Argyle, you make your tea too slowly. <laughs> right. Where, uh, if I might ask, uh, will you be going for this investigation? You know, I don't actually know where it is. I want to say it's over in Portland, but not sure. I'd think it was a rather large building to staff an organization as large as he claims it to be. But then again, we're no strangers to keeping... Large groups hidden from the public eye, at least up to a point. I have a feeling that they'd be more of the in-plain-sight kind of people. Yes, I would be interested in knowing how far up the ladder their influence goes. I agree. And with that, Hugo goes over back to one of the tables, pulls out some books, and also pulls out one of the sets of Spellslinger armor and such, and starts just doing maintenance to it. Raven and Felicity. You guys get to Felicity's house. It's the evening, but, you know, you guys stay up late, so 
where do you go to let the spirits play? Backyard? One of the rooms in the house? I imagine the backyard. I would think Felicity's family is the kind that keeps, like, white Christmas lights up all year round yes. just to light the area. <laughs> yep. We, we've made it canon in the F chat that Felicity's mom has made lemonade. Uh, <laughs> I love Does that. Does she just panic when Felicity brings people over because it happens so infrequently? She, she has no idea what to do when Felicity has people. When Felicity has people over, I feel like she just, like, stuffs them filled with food because she's so excited that somebody else is there. So, like, she sees your car pull up and both of us get out. And she's she starts frantically <laughs> throwing together, like, fresh lemonade. She's like, yeah. oh, you want to stay for dessert? I can make some cupcakes. Do you want to help make cupcakes? Do you want to make cupcakes with me? I love this pastry chef in times of panic that we've added to your mom's <laughs> personality. <laughs> That's delightful. I know how to make bread. Do you like bread? <laughs> Cake? We have some apples. I can make pie. Felicity's mom is a woman of many talents. <laughs> mm-hmm. Raven's incredibly awkward and just politely declines all of it because she doesn't want to feel like an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> so unless Felicity says yes to any of the food, Raven's like, oh, no, you don't have to do that. No, that's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. But you really, we just ate. We're th- Thank you. Thank so you. Because it was all declined, she's going to make all of it. She didn't get um, an answer. She says something simpler. Simpler is good. I'm going to run to the store. I'll make Rice Krispie treats. That's easy. I can throw that together really quick. And so she, like, goes immediately. Get the to go. rainbow sprinkles to go on top, Mom. Of course, honey. <laughs> she comes back with, like, 12 different toppings for Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> yeah, so you guys go out into the backyard. Do you want to add any more flavor to that other than the, the oak tree with the swing in it? There's definitely a garden, which has gotten noticeably nicer. That's true, right? We did establish that. All the like brick things lining the boundary of the garden are picked clean of weeds. They're all perfectly straight and upright and at nice pleasing angles. There's none of those little like grass stalks that want to shoot up in every garden ever. They all it's this garden looks immaculate. Yep, it's a she has a really nice garden. She has a back patio, but It's one of those ones where it has, like, the awning over it of those bulbs that hang down and, like, all the pretty little lights and some comfy places to sit back there. Um, And then it's just the tree and the swing, and that's Felicity's backyard. And then just woods. Behind that, it's just all woods. Raven stares really hard at the garden for a while, trying to catch sight of one of the bogologs. Okay. You definitely do. I mean... You know what to look for. So, like, mm-hmm. whereas one person might just, like, see a little movement and then see a leaf go by, you follow that movement intently. And you see this little bogalog. His beard is, like, in a lot of braids. And then the hair under his little mushroom hat has, like, little bits of moss and things growing in it. He's actually carrying, a, like, a, a garden spade over his shoulder. Like, a, you know, like he's on patrol, basically. Felicity has... Uh unsuccessfully made an attempt to learn all of their names um, but they don't really speak to her that much but she does uh come home every day and try to say hi to them but she has it hasn't worked too well yet (laughs) yeah i don't think you know this one yet by name but he does 
You, you see his little eyes not paying attention to you right away because he's just sort of scurrying through the vegetables. But he does like see that you guys are over there and probably catch a sight of the spirits running around first and then uh, sees you, Raven, and gives a, a little... a little wave. Yeah, he's it's like a polite nod. He doesn't like spend time or like wave. He's kind of like... And then goes and, and he like lifts a, an earth pot, like those clay orange pots, and disappears under it. But... <laughs> She just wanted to wave. Just just mm-hmm. taking to make sure they're all good. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think they I don't think they do much. If they've been hanging out a lot, at this point, Felicity and Raven just like hang out on their phones, just like sit in comfortable silence and watch the spirits play. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while they'll be like, Oh, look at this cute video I saw of a cat. Like, oh cute. <laughs> oh, look at this funny meme. And it's like that kind of hanging out. Do you talk about the upcoming trip to Portland at all or Felicity's visions, your magic, that stuff? Raven doesn't bring it up. She will talk <laughs> about it if Felicity wants to, but... Yeah. So, like, Windy, huh? Yeah, he what about Windy? Now. How'd that happen? <laughs> Weird I'm... how these things happen. <laughs> what are you getting at? Your magic! Okay, well, I'm... I don't think I'm magic. I think I, I did magic. I There was a book... And I read some instructions, and there are these magic cards, and like I did the thing. I don't think it's me. I think it's you did the... the thing. There's now a creature here. Who yeah, but like you around. And I feel like anyone could have done it. I don't. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something out there really quick. I don't really think that Bethany could have done it. Somewhere across town, Bethany just like stiffens up and is like, <laughs> yeah, she sneezes. <laughs> I feel like, okay, maybe not anyone can do it, but yeah. like, you have like magic, like you can do things like with your hands and you can just do it like with your brain. I, I was like reading instructions practically. Have you ever, have you ever tried to do it with your brain? Maybe. I don't think Try so. Right I haven't tried right now. talk to my tree. I don't know. I feel like that's, that's like your special thing. No. I don't want it. I don't want to bother. It's it's late. I don't want to bother. We're going to go. I'm going to grab her hand and we're going to go over the tree. Okay. I don't want to bother Hello. you, tree. It's really fine. It's... <sighs> Hello, tree. So, Felicity, you hear the leaves rustling and her voice comes through your mind. Good evening, young Felicity. I see you brought more spirits to frolic beneath my boughs craziest thing about this one craziest thing this lady over here poofed him out of thin air i saw it with my own eyes raven waves awkwardly at the tree can she hear the tree speaking to felicity you don't at first but then this figure from like the corner of the yard emerges from the forest it's this hunched over lady with that like very wrinkly skin and a little basket it almost gives you like a jump it starts slowly at first and very quietly, just a. <laughs> and she comes over and pats Felicity on the shoulder. That would make sense for a jackalope. They are wind spirits. And when she says when she says that, she looks at you, Raven, and you feel this like connection to her. It's been a while since I have had the pleasure of speaking to a druid. 
Uh, I'm sorry, what? To my tree. Um, it's really nice to meet you. Felicity's told me a lot about you. Well, I'm flattered. I wouldn't think there'd be much to say about an old tree like me. Well, you seem to give her a lot of really helpful advice. And acorns. And also acorns. They are my gift to all. She reaches into her basket. Her hand comes forward, but there's nothing in her hand, but she goes to like gesture to hand you something, Raven. So if you put your hand out, a acorn like drops from the tree into your hand. Raven just like stares at it, like cups it, and then like looks up at the tree and then like back at the old lady and is like, thank you. Now yeah. you get why I love them. She chuckles again. You hear the wind or the, the leaves rustling some more. Gently holding the acorn. <laughs> so, wait, tree. Cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Raven, to um, derail your conversation that you're having. You call her a druid? Well, yeah, can we go back to that? Yeah, it seems like an important thing, maybe. Uh, it's just a name. There are many names for those who talk to and reach out to spirits and uh windy runs by your feet being chased by tom and ghosty and they do a little lap around the tree trunk and then run off again to some other part of the yard told you it was you that did it <sighs> yeah i guess oh so you're new to all this you could say that yeah i don't know what i'm doing She's done one singular thing, and it's make this jackalope. Wendy hears you talking about it and comes over and then sits down next to you, Raven, looks at you, looks at Grandmother Tree, looks back at you. Raven's gonna, uh, like, pat her shoulder in, like, a gesture to, like, like, come on up. They hop up in a single leap and just, like, perch perfectly there. They're kind of, like, sniffing <laughs> at your, you know, your hair and then watching the, the Grandmother Tree again. So, you you haven't spoken to the other spirits yet. The other spirits? There are many. I suppose I count as another. I guess that makes sense. I just hadn't really thought about talking to any of them. Some are less talkative than others. Windy, <laughs> like, rubs its little raccoon paws together in front of its nose. Or lack of, because it's got that wooden mask. How would I go about talking to other spirits? The same way you called upon your companion there. I can do that again? Yes, my dear. It's called doing magic. I feel like Raven kind of like chokes on her own spit for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. I mean, to her, it's, it's, got the me most, there. it's the most natural thing in the world. Like, she's like, yes, the thing you did. <laughs> wow. I, I, I don't know. I just, I never thought about trying it again. I got windy. I didn't, I didn't know what else would happen if I tried again, but I guess logically it makes sense that I would just get someone else. What would happen to Wendy, though? I don't get just, like, one, right? Druids, their purpose is to communicate with the spirits, soothe their problems, or ask for their help. 
Okay. Felicity, don't you know any other druids or witches? I know a girl that has animal legs. She's my girlfriend. She doesn't respond to that, but she nods. world has changed, I think. Were there more before? When I was a sapling, yes, I knew a few. When I was part of my mother tree, I knew quite a few more. Yeah, this is the only one I've ever met. Talk to the spirits. They will guide you. Without a teacher, it's what you'll have to do. Wendy hops down from your shoulder, even, and goes and approaches the old woman. The old lady pats its head. <laughs> you look out for them. Taps its mask twice, and then the leaves start to rustle a bunch, and you look up to be like, oh, what's happening there? When you look back, she's gone. Wow. That was... That was something. Raven sits down in the grass. You know, I could have imagined that a hundred different ways, and I never would have imagined it like that. She's pretty cool, isn't she? She's really cool. She's so cool! I really hope the tree can, like, hear us. If she can or she can't, she's, like, not responding. Oh, yeah. I I wouldn't expect her to, but Raven hopes that she (laughs) hears them gushing over her. Mm -hmm. Do you still have your acorn? Oh, yeah. She's she's still got it. Important. Keep that. I don't know why. haven't found a use for them yet, but I have every single one of them that she's given me (laughs) hidden and tucked away for a rainy day. They're just regular acorns. You can plant them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go see and Tom, like, snack on them a lot. Do you guys have more for that scene, or are you feeling pretty good? I think Raven spends a little bit longer there just talking about the tree and like how long Felicity's been talking to her, like just just getting a little more background, like chatting. We don't have to like yeah. play it out or anything. I and mean, then after a while, she calls back Wendy and goes yep. back home. And yep. I think uh, she puts the acorn on one of her shelves with all her other little like crystals and animal bones and stuff. But she she's gonna plant it. It's late at night, so she's not gonna go in her backyard right now. But she's mm-hmm. gonna plant that acorn. Damian Whitaker and Aiden, you are gonna go to Bethany's house. She said to come to her. I think Aiden notices right away that you're not headed right to the Riverview Apartments. Oh, did you have to pick something up or? I'm going to talk to to Bethany real quick. Oh, we should invite her to Portland, right? I, I did. I'm going to talk to her about it. Oh, oh. And then it's quiet for the, the drive over there. When you get to the Miller's house, a lot of the lights are on. There's an extra car in the driveway. You're not sure who it is, but you see the house is lit up for nine o'clock at night. Do you just call her? He texts Beth. Oh yeah, no, he calls her. Just says like, hey, I'm outside. She comes out, meets you over by the car. I can't go with you to Portland. And I, I can't do this anymore either. My family's moving. My dad just got back from his trip and I guess he got a promotion or whatever so yeah he wants to take the family up to Vancouver to be closer to that office because he's going to be there more often I see well I'm sorry you can't stick around with us more but um if I'm going to be honest this is probably a good choice 
I'm, I'm sorry, are you, uh, do you have a lot of friends here? I'm, I'm sorry, moving's tough. She says, oh, I'm not actually going with them. Oh. But I am leaving. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to see my sister in New York, and I might stay there. That thing with Hugo, he's not with you, is he? he she kind of like looks in the <laughs> car, and like Aiden kind of just gives a little like, hey. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> just, the, just the supernaturals. <laughs> oh, perfect, great. Uh, of course we would bring them, sure. Anyway, that was crazy, and I'm not, I don't think I'm meant to do that sort of thing the way you guys are. I do still want to help people. I'm just going to do it the way I meant to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, of course. Anthony, you saved my life in there, and I want you to know that. And uh, I hope you continue to save lives in any way, big or small, that matters most to you. And if that means going to New York and continuing your psychology degree or, uh, or, or anything to that effect, go for it and stay out of this business. You're young. Don't throw that life away if you can help it. You can do better work somewhere else. Yeah, uh, yeah, same, same to you. Try not to get in those situations again. Hugo, hopefully, will have your back and everything. And at this point, Aiden has, like, gotten out of the car, goes over to Bethany and just, like, gives her a hug. Oh, yeah, okay, this is happening. Uh, yeah, you, you too, be careful. That was weird seeing you, you know, not all kick-ass and everything the way you normally are. Aiden nods sheepishly. She says, uh, I'll look out for everybody. I promise. And Bethany smiles. Okay. Damien, you're in the car. So, quick keeper question. Could Damien take a dollar store water gun, use magic to enchant his acid to put it in the gun as sort of an enchant weapon to give to Bethany? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Enchant item is like a thing you can do. You just have to roll the magic spell for it. I would like to do such a thing. Eleven. Okay. You easily enchant a little water pistol. You know how those guns are always like a shiny color and then they've got like the orange cap? When you cast your magic on it, the whole thing is now green. There's no like differentiation (laughs) between any of the plastic or anything. Bethany, uh, stay safe out there. This is for you. Aim for the eyes. It's people's weak spot. Oh, (laughs) wow, Damien. Um... Okay. And it's plastic, so you can take it on an airplane when you go to New York. That's not better. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you, Damien. Really. Stay out of trouble. Um. (laughs) Whitaker scoffs. (laughs) Yeah. But Bethany continues. She says, I was not in a good place when I met you, but you taught me a lot, Damien, about other people and myself. And I can't thank you enough for that. Well, my mood and my energy are pretty much a direct reflection on the people around me. So everyone needs to keep it up, you included. So I appreciate your hard work recently. She smiles and she gives you a hug. Absolutely. It's good hug time. I'm gonna gonna call everyone else. I'd like to be the one to tell them. I hope you guys stay safe and, you know, as, as much as you can. I know monster 
whatever, maybe I'll meet another person who wants to eat you or something. That'd be wild. We'll try our best. I'm worried about Stanbrook and Eugenia. But hopefully um, they seem to got good heads on them and both are doing what they can. And I wish they'd follow your lead. I'm going to be honest. I don't think they could, even if they wanted to. They're not like me. But that's beautiful in its own way. Right, Aiden? And she nods and Aiden says, like I said before, you're perfect just as you are, Bethany. And she nods and gives you guys a little wave and heads back into the house. And you like see when she opens the door that her father is there in the kitchen talking very animatedly with Bethany's mom and her youngest sister and Sophia, uh, Lydia and Sophia are also there. One of them's on the phone. The other one is like part of the conversation with the two parents. And so the, the Miller house is a buzz with excitement, a little bit of nervousness, but things are changing. Well, we'll miss her. Aiden nods. They're all going to be fine. That soothing feeling that she has permeates the, the car, but also spreads out and hits the house too. I have to leave in maybe about 15 minutes just in order okay. to get all my shit together so I don't mm-hmm. stay up till three in the morning again. But uh, you do whatever you're going to do. I would request that I was seen with Hugo I need to do. I mean, you guys probably wouldn't leave immediately the next day if you want to, like, hook up with Hugo that afternoon or just sort of finalize travel plans or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think he sends a text to Hugo saying, like, do you want to discuss how we'll be introducing you to the agency and, like, what sort of relationship would your chapter like with the agency just so we're all on the same footing? That's what the text says. Hugo, how do you respond? Uh, you get a response that says, museum, one hour. I like a man who's clear and direct. Can't get much else out of him, so at least he's got given you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so in one hour, Whitaker drives up to the museum. What time of day is it now? Depends on what Hugo is envisioning for this, because it's the next day, so it could literally be any time. Would that be a Friday? It would make it Friday. Okay. Lunch break. Lunch break meets you at the entrance and actually brings you back to that same downstairs area. Well, it's nice being here without being killed. Actually, I'm going to say that Aiden goes with you, unless this is like a thing you want to be private about, Whitaker, because she has a question for Hugo also. It's less about the past and more about the thing that's about to happen with you all traveling to the agency. He, he's hesitant when, when, when he mentions and, and Aiden says, oh, like, oh, can I come too? He's hesitant at first. He's like, no, you should come. Yeah, I think you okay. should. Damien, you have, are you like sitting in her nook with her headphones on? And she just looks at Whitaker and is like, go, 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 go. Now, 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 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it while he's not paying attention. Do it while he's not paying attention, yeah. <laughs> 200%, that's all you have to do. And okay. you're scot-free. Is anyone else around uh, in, in the scene? I would think you guys could go to like the outdoor butterfly garden part of the museum to like sit with your sandwiches and chat. Sounds nice. Hugo, we can talk business um, in a bit or on the way there or whatever, but, um, oh God, oh God, how do I, I was thinking about what you said at the diner about, you show me yours, I'll show you mine. And um, Hugo, I very badly wish to call you my friend. But I, 
Eastie Agency is obviously a big part of my life, but it's not, it's not mine. Um, and I don't want you to think that their secrets are all my secrets and that sort of thing. What am I saying? The, Hugo, you, you've done a lot for me. You've done so much for me in the past week and you've, you've saved my life and I cannot thank you enough for that. I'm going to ask you to keep one more secret if that is okay. Well, that is the business that I'm in. Should I go? Is this a thing? No, Aiden, you should hear this too, actually, if you haven't guessed it already. I didn't leave, I didn't leave England by choice. The reason I'm working with the EC agency at all is because I couldn't work in England anymore. And um, I just, I hate people not knowing, but it's, it's hard to explain and it makes things a little weird. Um, I'm 28 years old. I like this image of myself and I work to maintain it a lot, but it's not really, it's not really real. Back in England, I, um, I made a few mistakes, pretty bad ones actually. I ended up getting um, a little bit twisted by all of it. Uh, ended up getting a few decades of my life sucked away and um, now I look like this and it's just kind of, it is what it is and we work with it. But it's not really something people know. And it's, like I said, it's hard to explain. It makes things weird, but I'm not as far different from you as I think a lot of the group tends to think I am. And I feel bad not telling anyone. And I just wanted you to know. So at that, Hugo looks perplexed for a moment, looks over at Aiden ponders for another second, looks back at Whitaker. Sure, old man. Sure. But he says it in a manner that you can tell that he understands. Yeah, sorry. I've, uh, I, I, listen, I, I can, um, I just, we can talk business now. This is, uh... Aiden takes her hand, Whitaker, and she says, I'm not 28. <laughs> I don't think it's easy for people to think about how old I am. Not the same, obviously, but I think I understand a little bit of where you're coming from. Weird is where we're comfortable. And she looks at Hugo when she says that. I think it's unique for anyone to encounter our world and come away unchanged. But uh, you're definitely not alone now. I could ask a question. Uh, by all means. Essentially the same question that you asked me a while back, I think. If you could change it, or take it back, would you? Yes, I would. I think that's where we differ slightly. But I respect that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm glad that I know the things I know, and I'm not just sitting in the dark anymore, uh, wondering why some things come back never explained. And I, and I like protecting people. I, I like being able to do that for them. And I like the work and, and the things that come with it. But I don't know. If I could get a chance to pull the wall back over my eyes. I don't know. Maybe. That being said, nothing's impossible. 
If there's any way to get you those years back, now we know to look for it. Believe me, I have been looking. But yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. My question, Hugo, and it is sort of a question for you also, Whitaker. Is there some way that we could pass me off as something other than what I am? I know you took Damien, and I, I haven't asked him about how that went, but I imagine he got poked and prodded a lot. Pretty thoroughly. Yeah, I'd like to avoid that if possible. He enjoyed the process quite a bit, from what I remember. I can't even begin to imagine that you would approach the same level of enthusiasm. I'd also like to assume that your agency has a better ethics board than my compatriots. It's a bigger ethics board for sure, and we certainly don't kill witnesses. But yeah, I, um, uh, my plan was to pass all four of you off as, um, as just other magic users. Potentially, I could just say they're part of Hugo's order, which is another thing I wanted to discuss with Hugo. And they're looking to, uh, have a partnership with the Eastie Agency, and hopefully, as long as, um, as long as Olivia Eastie, and he, like, freezes a bit when he says the name, because then he mm-hmm. remembers all the shit that Damien had said, I don't think they'll, they'll be too inclined to, um, poke and prod if we don't give them a reason to. So I don't have to worry about, like, blood tests or anything like that? Okay. Do they make you do a blood test? <laughs> <laughs> it would depend what she's coming in as that's why she's asking you like right yeah uh if if she's coming in as a human who can do magic that i imagine would just be like oh they'd ask questions about the magic if anything yeah they would probably ask her to display like what she can do which she's like lays this to aiden (laughs) yeah and she she says okay well in the same vein hugo do you have any like a talisman or something i talked about this with whitaker where i need to you know if we're going after things and i'm going to be helping you guys then i'd like to be able to draw a little bit more on my power to do that but i would like not to catch the attention of my siblings again so again i haven't touched magic in a long time especially not human magic so is there some sort of thing you could do to mask my signature? Hugo, Dr. Singh, obviously his whole um, contraption was a bit of a, we don't want a repeat of it, but surely you might have had some notes on machinery or magic that could detect angelic power, celestial energy, and he was trying to steal it, but perhaps there's a way to um, rework the machinery and make it into something that could just dampen it or keep it from escaping a certain area. Is that, is that anything? I'm not, I cannot stress how much I do not know what magic is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he has worked on quite a few different things and I know there's enough knowledge in books and stuff out there that we can probably forget something. Suffice to say, if they could figure out how to make it work for an anime, we can find a way to make it work in the real world. Those are those cartoons. <laughs> you, you remember the one with the screaming guys, like constantly screaming? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that one? That that one specifically, yeah. Okay. Although I will say I, I would prefer if we don't actually mention 
the order while we're there. While our ways are changing, there are still some things that shouldn't be messed with just, just yet. Yeah, I figure oh. keep it a secret as much as possible. Completely understandable. So the story is we've got four magic users already predisposed to the supernatural world, so there's no need for any of the NDAs or what have you. And I'm bringing them in as prospective agents. I don't know that we need to be hired. I'm not saying you do. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with a reason for you all to be able to see the inner workings of the Eastie agency and not the facade they put up for people outside. Perhaps you're doing more of an, a community outreach program? We could do something like that, yeah. I, I just need a reason to bring you all in here and not have to have... I, I want you all to have access to the resources because I think they'd be very beneficial to all of you. But um, I need a reason for you all being able to get those resources. I suppose... You've been in Autumn Falls a while, right? Fair time, yeah. You've discovered that the community here is rich with supernatural awareness. And we use that as a way to um, have them pour a little more money into the area, perhaps? Maybe, or they, yeah. you know, give you sort of a, a temporary, I don't know, like a franchise? A new headquarters in Autumn Falls. We'll just, yeah, we'll take our direction from you and you get your orders from the top. Yeah, fair enough. We can, we can probably swing that, yeah. Well, that works for me. Again, I just don't think, well, you saw how everybody at The Whispered reacted to me being around and they, they're a little more keyed in than a lot of your people, I would think. Yeah, I would not want any sort of repeat of those particular events if we can avoid it. Agreed. Hi, everyone. I know I'm not with you right now. That last mission where I think we fought and then became best friends with all of Hugo's already best friends in his little society, I think really played D&D together. I really didn't keep track of what was going on the whole time. That was my last one. There's not really a good way to explain this over a voicemail, but... There comes a point in your life where you discover that monsters exist. For some people, you find your passions and fight the obstacles to achieve them, but it's pretty cool when it's actual literal monsters for once. If you ever reach that point in your life, everything, for just a moment, can become astoundingly clear to you. And if you've ever had that sense of clarity, you'll know how fleeting it can be and that you have to hold on to it. So here's mine. I'm not a monster hunter. All of you are on this great, crazy road to success. You're on your way to shooting big guns and jumping away from explosions and blasting aliens. I think, I don't know if aliens exist. We didn't really get there yet. And that's not me. All the monsters I want to face are ones we'll see daily, just getting out of bed every day. My clarity is that I am not a monster hunter, but that's okay because I'm so much stronger than I ever gave myself credit for. And I'm on my way to New York to find whatever version of monster hunting I want to do. And like I said, it's okay. I have a life beyond Autumn Falls for the first time in a while. And I have a life 
beyond waiting for some guy to tell me that I'm worthwhile when I was always worth so much more. I couldn't have told you any of that a few months ago. And to be fair, saying goodbye a few months ago would have been a lot easier too. I have no way to return the favor for everything all of you gave me. I can only give you advice. Trust each other. There's this whole thing about you don't need to like me, you just need to respect me for something to work out. You need to like each other. And you all do, whether or not you're there and admitting it to yourselves. So start admitting it, nerds. With love, you're Theta, you're a leader. I mean, I was like the hottest person there. And your friend, Bethany Miller. Natalie. Yes. While you guys were like, oh, we got away from Damien. This is great. And, you know, it works for a little bit. And then, you know, Damien looks around. There's no people. And he sees a fly flying about. Damien turns into a fly, but a fly that can go through walls. So he's just going to, like, cruise through all the other apartments. In the okay. Just cruising. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a weird demon question? Sure. If if all of the goop that is Damien condensed down into a fly, does that mean he's a really, really, like, dense, heavy fly? If someone tried to swat him, would it, like, break their hand? Well, I think what it is is, right, because you have your pocket dimension, if you become smaller, you just put some of yourself in the pocket dimension. In that same vein, that makes if you want to be bigger, you just take the extra stuff that you normally don't have out and like take that out of the pocket dimension so like damien's size is sort of malleable in that he's dealing with extra planar spaces okay in which which to store both pieces of himself and like the mass that would otherwise need to go somewhere (laughs) i was just picturing like ant-man physics where it's a teeny tiny person but if he like gets thrown into a wall it like breaks the wall so yeah i don't know what i was picturing as a little fly where you're like hey ow yeah, I'll tell you why I don't want to deal with that. Because that basically gives Damien super strength in we're not doing that. certain scenarios. We're not, we're not going there. But yeah, Sorry that's... for interrupting. <laughs> it's okay. The rest of the apartments are fairly normal. Most of them are way more decorated than Aiden and Hugo's. Some of them are much bigger than those two's apartments. Because again, this is an old mill building. And so it's not standard, I guess I would say, in the layout of the rooms. Because they were able to come in and just sort of design the floor plan however they wanted. Um, mm. But yeah, you, you manage a fun little fly exploration tour of the apartments. And, and no, no obvious supernatural uh, folks stand out. Emery's got to go. Do you mind if I take over driving Whitaker for the next, like hour or so yeah just uh, let me know if he does anything radical in that time i will i will try to whisk him away into like an agency debriefing meeting or something like that and we'll have the rest of them abandoned quote unquote by him at the, the agency. oh my god yes yes no no, no that, that's it that's perfect that's perfect do exactly yeah. that and so then we'll we'll pick up next time for you anyway with with that like meeting the building i come back onto the zooming the building is on fire Felicity right, flipped please. the whole building this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I loved that scene. That was so good. That Whitaker reveal was huge. He was like, I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. I just was just like, wait, 
what? Very, very cool. Years sucked out of me. I was like, oh my lore. The question is, is it vampire sucked out or is it Princess Bride sucked out? Didn't get the details, just the cold hard facts. I'm thinking we can putz around in Autumn Falls for a bit if we want. Maybe do some like, I'm going on a trip stuff with people that you guys know. Or we can jump right into, you know, you guys arriving in Portland and maybe do some like uh, supernatural stuff there before heading to the agency itself. Road trip! Road trip! (laughs) (laughs) All right, road trip it is. So you guys take Whitaker's truck and strap Hugo's bike to the back of it, maybe? Yep. You could definitely fit all of you in that truck. Especially because Damien can turn into, like, any sort of small critter. Yeah, he can ride in the cup holder. (laughs) Yeah. Be a hamster! Yes. Mm. Be a hamster. A little hamster. <laughs> and you just like give him a little munchkin or something to yeah. nibble yeah. on. You guys probably bring some overnight bags. This is going to be a, we're going to stay in the city a couple nights. And so you pile all that into the back of the truck, which I think, do we say it was a pickup? So you probably have to like stretch a tarp or something over that. I guess I've always pictured it as like an SUV with that like big hatchback thing, but. Well, any pickup case. trucks can have the the back covering that's plastic. They can, right? Yeah. 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 So you can um, throw stuff in there and it'd be safe. Okay. What's our seating arrangement? Whitaker's gonna drive. Damien's in a cup holder. <laughs> Felicity's in the middle in the back, just like always. I feel like we've let Hugo have passenger seats so he doesn't have to squish in the back. He is the tallest. Yeah, all right. I like that arrangement. So I did the hour calculation on Google Maps. It's like a five hour drive. It turns out Autumn Falls is a lot closer to Seattle than it is to Portland. But when I was doing all the map stuff, I was like, no, it still makes sense that like Supernatural Hub would be Portland and that there'd be more just like people stuff happening in Seattle. So you guys have quite a drive ahead of you. I think you definitely find Whitaker's like song choices are maybe not what you expected. (laughs) Felicity uh, is trying to start road trip games. Where, like, the ones where you, like, look out the window and have to, like, find a license plate that starts with an A. Mm-hmm. Now find one that starts with a B. Yep. She's <laughs> the only one I'm the playing. only one doing it. Yeah. I mean, Aiden, Aiden would play along. Or, like, uh, 20 questions. Like, she's playing 20 questions. Mm-hmm. She's keeping herself entertained. Meanwhile, Damien's thinking of, like, oh, we should play Truth or Dare. And, like, daring people to do things that you, like, should not do in the car. <laughs> like, I dare you to jump out. And like, no, Damien, that's not how the game works. Damien, we're going somewhere. Why? No. <laughs> I dare you to, to climb on the roof of the car. Okay. I'll boost you. Please stay buckled up. What if we just stick to truths? That's, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can do truths. Not as fun, but still fun. I the mean, we have, we best have to sit. way to play. <laughs> so I looked at Damien. The coolest, most fun way to play the game. Oh yeah, definitely. Is this a thing we're doing? It's so cool. Whitaker at the wheel just says, "I have to drive, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna not." You guys are about to learn a lot of truths about me and my deal. So let's. Uh, Aiden says, "Yeah, it could just be a backseat thing." Uh, Damon, you could. There's a cup holder back here. Fancy you could. Party, <laughs> truth party. 
So she's attempting to spare Hugo the, the truth game if he wants to duck out of it. Cool. Uh, so, Aiden, truth, have you killed more than one person? <laughs> wow, Headphones usually off. you, like, start really low. Like, truth, do you like pineapple on pizza? And then, we, you know, you, you got to progress up to have you ever killed anybody. Like, I've, I've yeah. honestly never found a group to, like, really play this game with. I've just always seen it, and I, I don't really know. I was I was gonna I was more curious to see like what her body count was. The earbud pops out immediately. She says, "Um, yes. Uh, I'd rather not get into it, though." It's hard to count. I guess. Just in I general. <laughs> she says, "Yeah, this is a bad idea." I told you, you gotta start small first. Right, low ball, low. Easy question. Fuck, Mary, kill members of the group. No, no. Hugo, this is your, you're up. Hugo immediately puts the earbuds back in. <laughs> she says, uh, Damien, truth, what's, the, what's your favorite place you've ever been? So. <laughs> is Raven giving her a thumbs up? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Silently, it's like, good one. Yeah, she, like. Her her cheeks are a little flushed, and she's just like got her hand on her forehead, like, "Oh boy, I can't believe that got thrown out in the first round." Well, he thinks for a second. Is like, "Oh no, that doesn't count. I technically didn't go there. I just like saw it, and it seemed like it'd be like the coolest place ever. So I won't count that." But there was a nightclub in Portland that was lit. Okay. I'm telling you, it was close enough to the airport, so I don't know who was in town that day, but the the place was amazing. It was packed, there was dancing. I had to intake and vent out a lot of various substances over the course of that weekend. It was wonderful. Wow. Sounds fun. I have one. Raven, Mm -hmm. it's for you. All right. It's a ladies' one. You ready? Oh boy! Yeah, Raven. Do you have a crush on anybody? <sighs> Supposed to start small and then <laughs> ramp up. Oh, oh! You know what? Loophole. That must mean it's yes, a big crush. You didn't ask me who. My next question. No, you don't get to go. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Now Now the normal boring ones sound dumb in comparison. Felicity, what's the weirdest food combination you like to eat? You know, one time um, I saw on my Facebook page that this person took a pickle and they wrapped cotton candy around it and they ate it. And I thought... That sounds like the worst thing, but I just had to try it, you know, because, like, you saw it, and, like, the sugar was, like, melting a little bit, and, like, it looked, like, weirdly good. So then I I tried it, and it was actually good, and I'm pulling this out of my real life. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. I had an answer prepared for mine just in case anyone, like, asked it back, and it was going to be a real-life answer. <laughs> Okay. So what's great uh, about this game so is yeah, I don't have any of these prepared character-wise, so they're just yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. wrapped in cotton candy, surprisingly tasty. All right. Aiden very pointedly is like, that was very cool. I like these easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go next. Well, yeah, 
It's your turn. You just answered. Raven! <laughs> <laughs> that is valid. Uh, who do you have a crush on? All right, Raven hides into her sweatshirt and, like, pulls it up over her, like, like just hides her whole face, like, pulls the hood down, and it's, like, just muffled in the sweatshirt. And she, like, you guys can barely make it out, and she's like, it, it doesn't matter, she's not here anymore. <laughs> and then she just stays, like, in the sweatshirt, like, peeks out a little bit, and then just like, ugh, don't judge me. <laughs> I think we all had a crush on her. Like, let's be real, though. Yeah, she was... She was something. Raven just, like, comes back out of her sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it my turn to... to ask? Sure. Yeah, that's what we're going with, I think. Yeah, that's kind of what we've established. <laughs> all right. Damien, what is your favorite form that you've ever taken? Like, person or animal or anything? Or blob shape. What's the favorite you've ever been? Cube. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a dodecahedron. Yeah, it's just like it's like a polygon. <laughs> so sometimes when I really want to relax, I just go on a flat surface and just get as flat as possible. And just stretch out. And that's, like, comfortable? I don't do it very, very long. But it's nice to just let go and not hold any form for a bit, you know? It's good to stretch out. Let the muscles relax, as it were. Like when you have slime and you stretch it out really thin? You can, like, see through it? Well, it's like if you just like, let Silly Putty sit there for a while, just like... Alright. Cool. I didn't know you could do that. Alright, you're next. Okay. Uh, who hasn't had a question asked of them recently? Hugo! Hey, Hugo. Hugo. Psst. Hey, what are you listening to? Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now you get to ask what Hugo... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Felicity, what just happened? He asked you a truth. My turn. <laughs> I didn't Raven. <laughs> Raven. <laughs> Grilling Raven the whole time. <laughs> Aiden, what is your favorite time period that you've lived through? Or has humanity always sucked? Yeah, that's the question, really. We're pretty garbage. Not gonna lie. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> my, my favorite time period. And she like thinks for a second and I like. Bet it's dinosaurs. If you if you do like interrupt her, she's just like, no, I'm still thinking. Like, cause she's gotta literally go back through everything. <laughs> <laughs> but she she says. There was um. I lived with a group of people a long time ago. Like a real long time ago, before I came to this continent even, I lived with this warrior from that clan, and we, um... Well, anyway, that's my favorite time. I don't actually know what year it was, because people weren't really keeping track of that as closely back then. Second question. This is the bonus one. Oh, those are allowed? <laughs> Depends on so, the question. I read on the internet the other day 
people don't actually know what color dinosaurs were. They just made it up. They just made up the colors that they were. And they said, this one looks like maybe green. So green. What color were the dinosaurs? I don't know. I think they were before me. We found something, guys. Something before Aiden. We've done it. Yes, I am not as old as dinosaurs. Dang it! I thought I would learn something really cool. Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry I wasn't cool. You should have been as old as dinosaurs. I wanted zebra dinosaurs. Give me rainbow dinosaurs or give me death. She's like, I'm sure some of them were that color. There were a lot of dinosaurs, Felicity. There were so many dinosaurs. All right, truth for everybody in the car. What's your favorite dinosaur? Velociraptors. Damien? <laughs> that big, giant, underwater one. Um, I like Iguanodons or Parasaurophilus. I think Bethany was right. I am basic. I like the one with feathers. I, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> oh, no, that's a cool one. That's a cool one. Hugo, what's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, what, what? What's your favorite dinosaur? Um, Don't pretend like you weren't listening, Hugo. (laughs) We can see you smiling up there. What's your favorite dinosaur? I'm trying to remember if ankylosauruses actually exist. What was it? Ankylosauruses. Yeah, they did. Okay, because we have some weird fossil that someone said is ankylosaurus, but it's definitely not. Like, definitely. There's no way that we'd actually have something that valuable. So that's your favorite one? Because you maybe have one at your museum. Yeah. Does anyone have any animal phobias? Damien says with an extra big hamster grin. Yes. I forgot to it's been a hamster this whole time. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I do have an animal phobia. Bonus question. What is it? Dinosaurs. <laughs> That, that is a solid answer. Right, that's it. That's the end of that scene. We're cutting away. <laughs> uh, amazing. <laughs> that's also pulling from real life, guys. I'm actually afraid of dinosaurs. <laughs> I, I and I'm not you. even kidding. I cannot wow. blame you. You guys eventually find yourselves on the highway but you see the skyline of portland rising ahead of you whitaker says from the front seat ladies and gentlemen welcome to one of the weirdest places on earth and when the truck goes through or over one of the bridges and you you are here felicity could you roll a sharp just a straight sharp and raven you too actually Four. Oh, okay. Experience. Uh, <laughs> Felicity, is this the first time you've ever traveled to Portland? Yes. Felicity has been absolutely nowhere. Fair enough. So you're honestly just excited about the sights of the city. You're not really looking for uh, anything out of the ordinary. Raven, though, with your new ability to see things, you pick up on some weirdness beyond just people with strange hairdos or a lot of tattoos and piercings and that sort of thing. 
you see as you go by some of the parks, like there are tons of spirits living in the parks. There's one that is sort of a large porcupine spirit that's like snuffling along the ground and like nibbling up food that people have spilled or dropped. You see amongst a bunch of seagulls that are going overhead, there is like a, a flying seagull that's like many, many different colors, clearly not a normal seagull. You see when you're stopped at a light, there is a, a squirrel on a, a tree riding up and you see a small, what looks like either a relum or a bogalog type of person riding on its back and carrying like a, a sack of nuts that's like tied to a harness around the squirrel. So yeah, even even just like from the backseat of Whitaker's car, you can see like this place is humming with more activity than the normal person might notice. You keep mostly to the outskirts of the city. You don't really travel downtown at all because from what I have learned in my research of that city, driving is weird there because they have designed it such that pedestrian traffic gets priority. And there's also a lot of like public transit, rail cars, and a, a light rail train system. So really to get around, you take your car somewhere, park it, and then like use that system to go through. And so towards the outskirts, more inland away from the water, you guys wind up at a sort of one of those parking lot kiosks with the, I guess it's just a bar. I'm sure there's a name for it, but the thing where you take a ticket from. And uh, Whitaker rolls down the window, says to the guy on duty, uh, Agent Whitaker, returning with some... Uh, Friends! Felicity, please. Uh, some locals from my uh, assignment area. And the guy nods, takes a ticket, has Whitaker swipe his badge, and then thing comes up. You guys drive through. You don't park in the parking lot. It goes underground. There's like an overflow lot that is subterranean. And when you get down to there, Whitaker parks in a specific spot and then gets out. <gasps> he has his own spot? Of course he does. He's an agent. <laughs> Says, so I will probably have to get pulled into a meeting or a debriefing right away, but I'll get you set up at reception and then they'll, they'll run you through some basic introductory sorts of things. And uh, well, until I can get a, an actual meeting set up, to discuss potentially recruiting any of you, uh, you're free to wander the city if you'd like. I'll make sure that they give you some sort of key cards so that you're allowed back in as guests of mine. And as such, please try not to make too big a scene. I am vouching for you all in this regard and, uh, and Aiden interrupts him. We'll be on our best behavior, Whitaker. Thank you, Mr. Brightwood. Yes, Felicity? Will they test my magic? Potentially, yes. If uh, I go in there and then I announce that I can do magic, will they test my magic? You might not want to announce it per se, but discuss it perhaps with, with one of the new orientation agents. But what, what do you think would happen? If you just said I can if do magic out of the blue? And I went, <laughs> magic! And the magic happened. I wouldn't cast a spell on any of the personnel working here. That's generally frowned upon. Yeah, Whitaker's told me not to do that plenty of times. Got it. Right. I will not cast spells on people in here. Yeah, I mean, these are my co-workers. They're all pretty upstanding people. He, like, scratches his head. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just, uh, 
you know, it, it's sort of like you're going to go and talk to a bunch of people who understand what it is you've all been going through. Love that. All right, this way. He takes you over and there's like a glass elevator area that you guys can step into. Oh, you know what we didn't do? Hugo, did you and Aiden figure out a way to get her signature masked at all? I'd like to think that they would have poured through some books, probably would have gone through uh, probably some of Dr. Amir's research, trying to find a way to dampen without sucking away her power while also making sure it doesn't hurt. That would be important. Yeah, you know what? It's a game and we forgot. Hugo, investigate a mystery and I will I will roll to help you out. Investigate a mystery. It's not too bad. Okay. You get help. So it's a nine. Doesn't push you up to full success, unfortunately, but... So I would assume while looking over the various things, we'd want to do a what what can hurt it to make sure that either what can hurt it to make sure it doesn't hurt Aiden or what can it do to determine if the thing that we've made can actually do the job properly rather than a question I'm just it'll use the the number to determine like how successful things go you and Aiden look over a few books that you think might be relevant you talk to Dr. Singh a little bit to ask him like do you think you could design something like this that would mask rather than siphon he sort of is like i'd have to start from the ground up it would be and i would need you here and we need to experiment blah 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 and i think at one point you guys are researching there at the museum and uh you get a visit from one of your chapter members because they're yours now technically and it is rianne the guy who is working under Father O'Rourke. Yeah. Right? Did I make it O'Rourke? Yeah, it was O'Rourke. Yeah. But anyway, he shows up. I think you probably, when you reached out to him, he hadn't responded over text or anything. So this is his way of responding to you, checking in, basically. He says, oh, good. Well, I didn't expect to see you both here, but this eliminates a trip I would have had to make. Aiden regards him and remembers which group he's with. In regards to what you left on our answering machine at the church, we're fine with the new policies you're putting in place and the new structure of things. Father O'Rourke is very curious about your friend there. Hmm. Puts a lot of things that he thought were things and throws them all out the window. Oh. Oh. Aiden is like looking at you just like <laughs> she seems very uncomfortable. <laughs> Sometimes your worldview gets shifted greatly. Yep, that's what we do. And it's not that he has a problem. He's just, it's thrown him a little bit. Dude's definitely shaken. Well, if he wants answers, he should do the human thing and reach out, talk person to person. I don't know that he wants to do that yet. I'm telling you from having hung out with him. You know, we were there a lot together, so. Oh, fair like, enough. So what's your deal? <laughs> he, like, directs that question at Aiden. And she's, I'm Hugo's neighbor. It's a fact. <laughs> he nods. He's like, okay. So playing that. All right. What are you guys doing right now? Oh, and he, like, sees the book you have open. Huh. 
Now, why would you be looking at this particular text, I wonder? His eyes dart over to Aiden and then back at you, Hugo. Every book has some valuable knowledge in it. Suppose it would be really useful to put the genie back in the bottle, if you could. Go ahead and read a bad situation, Hugo. <laughs> the badness this time is social awkwardness. I feel like I should have a negative on that somehow or something. It works out if you don't, because this, this is one of your guys. You get three holds. Well, the most important thing right now is what's the best way to protect the victims? The best way to keep this guy from prying too much about Aiden would have been to do this research at your apartment <laughs> so, so that he didn't come snooping around. But to actually give you a useful answer, I'll tell you from that that he he's razzing you a little bit. He, he's, he's not being malicious in his glances and tone. He seems very amused by the fact that Aiden is here, almost like he doesn't care why. He's just interested in like, now what? Even though he's working with Father O'Rourke and, and you know is an agent of this church, he clearly doesn't seem as hung up on the belief system you might expect him to have. Rianne is also one of the newer members, not quite as new as you were, but he's always had a bit of an attitude which has continued to like grow in snark the more he's been around. His experiences are definitely coloring him a certain way. Hmm. Disclosure, Hugo is about to go off on him about manners. <laughs> Thankfully, he's probably not going to, but he was close. I honestly don't know what to do for the other two. If you want to ask some off questions, that's fine. Something, something, something. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? I'll let him apply that question as he's like looking over the books you've got out, does a quick scan. He says, I don't think you're going to get any answers from these. None of these scholars really ever drew on divine power, so I don't think you're going to find a, a way to mask it or hide it with their techniques. It's the only books that I have locally. And he nods and smiles. He says, you got to get out more, Hugo. And he reaches into his collar and takes a little necklace with like a hanging pendant. It's like a protection charm, basically. And he says, uh, I can get another one of these, but it might help for now. Thanks. So he hands that to you. Aiden will take it from you if you give it to her. Yep, hand to Aiden. And she puts it on. She says, uh, I'm Aiden. He says, Rian, nice to meet you. And he goes over to a different bookshelf, runs his finger along it real quick, pulls the book out, and he says, We're like a library now, right? <laughs> and goes before you can, like, object. Deserve that one. So we'll say that for the time being, Rianne has given you a little trinket to kind of help keep Aiden's nature a little more concealed. So, back where we were. Easty Agency, glass elevator. You all step inside. Whitaker hits lobby and whoosh! Brings you up through a few levels of car parking lot. 
and you arrive and the door for the elevator is actually it's one of those ones where it opens on one side and opens in the back two entrance exits to it and he steps out and where you are is a large marble floored sort of stark white interior with screens that have different charts and data on them there are a few people sitting at like a bar area just typing away on computers it's almost like an airport in like the hustle and bustle of it but everyone is either in a dark black suit similar to Whitaker's or they are not human you see you know agents walking by in heated conversation with what seems to be a ghost moaning and they're like please sir come chasing after him you see a small group of house elf type folk being pushed on a cart by someone in like a, a more intern looking outfit they don't have the jacket just like the white shirt with the tie and everything the small people who are on this cart are like handing and tossing letters two people as they're sitting down as like a delivery service. There's like a big shaggy looking creature covered in moss. It almost looks like a troll, but it's definitely like a, a beast rather than like a stone construct. It has some paperwork that it's like trying to write and it like keeps breaking the pen, basically. <laughs> the agent sitting behind the table is just like, uh, and like gets another one out of their mug and hands it over. <laughs> it's Men in Black Paranormal is where you guys are. It's, yeah, exciting and very new and different. Honestly, nobody pays attention to you at first. You guys walk in, Whitaker goes up to uh, a woman at reception at the main desk. Hi Susie, got some friends here from uh, Autumn Falls and like to give them sort of uh, an orientation. They're on the level. I've been working with them for a couple months now, but uh, yeah, they news for me. And she's still typing, looks up at him. She says, wow. Agent Whitaker, your open case is still open. Um, there's an agents meeting happening this afternoon if you just want to see what everyone else is up to. Right, yeah. Uh, I haven't talked to the team in a while. Might do that. Can I get it like a, an orientation, like get someone to watch over my friends here, get them situated? I'll see who is available. And picks up her phone. Agent Spiegel and Ross, can you come to the main desk, please? And, uh, says oh great yes thank you Susie okay and he turns back to you guys so Ross and uh, Spiegel should be here soon and they'll uh, show you around but like I said once you get a key card here from Susie well they'll be able to let you in the lobby at least and you can wait here but I mean get yourself some food something to eat today and uh, and he takes out his wallet and hands you like the card and he immediately is the person to like go for the grab I think he like almost instinctively like goes to give it to you because he's feeling a little nervous but then he's like uh actually I was gonna let Aiden be in charge of that (laughs) wow takes the card and she says I'll get you snacks and things Damien don't don't worry about it (laughs) I'll be able to catch up with you after I check in with folks and like clear up my desk and things I wanna got mail probably have to go through probably a lot of boring stuff you don't want to stick around for that so uh, i'll catch you later and he leaves susie calls to you from the desk could i get your names hello i'm Name? felicity starnbrook i do magic she like 
raises an eyebrow slightly, but like doesn't make eye contact with you. Uh, she puts a, a little RFID card under a thing, waits a second, and then hands it to you. There's like a sticker being printed. She takes that. She's like, please apply your visitor sticker to that card. It will grant you access to the front lobby. <laughs> Thank you. What was your name again, Susie? Yes. Thanks, Susie. You're welcome. Next. <coughs> Raven will step up next. Okay. Just name. Get a little wave. Raven Eugenia. Beep. Hands of the card. And she just takes it. Like, I just stick this up. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> just trying to make things as easy as possible for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, thank you very much. I'm all set. <laughs> Wendy, by the way, is like on your back, hanging on piggyback style. And it's like looking all around. Their ears are going wild. Uh, I imagine Wendy sits like in like my hood. Yeah. With sure. a little paws on like my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ghosty and Tom are, like, riding on Felicity's head, just, like, <laughs> peeking out of her curls of red hair. Um, Aiden gets her card and, like, waits patiently. Damien, Susie... I have my card here somewhere, my ID. One of these... Aha, this, this is my Edgecrest ID. She looks it over. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, Hugo steps up. He takes out a pad of paper writes his name on it and then hands it to her oh i like that <laughs> i like that a lot we have she, a similar process at the museum sometimes and my name gets weird to spell for people rashad correct type 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 beep hands you the thing gives you the sticker she says the lounge is on the second floor atrium you can find the welcome room conference video over in that door and you don't have clearance for anywhere else. I will give you this and hands you like a, it looks like one of those restaurant pager things. Yes. <laughs> she says, hold that. When oh, you I got it. finish the orientation video, you'll just wait there until it buzzes and then your agent liaisons will be there to pick you up. Can, um, can Damien be our agent liaison? He's still in a probationary period, it looks like, so. No. Mm, I tried, Damien. I tried. <laughs> I did my hardest. You have been here once, correct? Yeah, they examined me more than I examined them. I'll say that. So you guys can go watch the EC orientation video, or you can skip that and just go get coffee or something at the lounge. <laughs> I do want to see what the East I do want to see what the Orientation yeah, yep. is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you found sure. yourself at the East Agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a mascot that's named, like, Eastie the Beastie. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to make it up entirely on the spot. Here we go. <laughs> so, you guys go into this room. The movie begins. That, like, slow, like... Well, hold on. Are there other people in the room with us? Or is no. It just us? Nobody else. <laughs> we can comment on it. We can comment on it. Yeah. Oh, we, we spread out. Like we're in a movie theater. Uh -huh. Drop our feet up. Yep. I'm going to ask Susie if there's popcorn. <laughs> uh, there is not, no. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Damien, Damien probably has a bag of smart food he could pull out for you. Nope. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, there's a vending machine if you want to get popcorn. <laughs> yeah. It's not uh, a movie without popcorn. Mm -hmm. The video's probably like six minutes long. <laughs> the EC Agency logo, like, whooshing, whooshing, boom, 
Eastie Agency. It looks much like a family crest and, you know, in a banner around it, something in Latin that basically says, like, humanity's protection against the inhuman or something like that. And the logo does a, a fade dissolve into a metal relief of it and then zooms out on a wall and a woman tall with her hair done up in a sort of business bun and uh, a little clipboard steps forward and she says welcome to the Eastie Agency Portland branch offices I'm Olivia Eastie chair director of the agency at this time and I'd like to welcome you all to our esteemed supernatural agency and Olivia on the screen keeps walking she says our agents are the best in supernatural reconnaissance law enforcement and espionage and she like walks by a group of agents like all at their desks are working hard at work and everything she enters into a, a room and she says we specialize in supernatural event prevention supervision and defense against breaches to human society from the supernatural community however in recent years we have modernized and expanded to be more inclusive of the supernatural candidates who want to work side by side with our agents to protect you and your families. And you see what looks like a giant mass of white fur, kind of gorilla-like, but with like a big wide face, blue skin on the face and hands where you can see it, and some short little ridged horns but also wearing a, like a tool belt and an apron and a little cap. We've been working for many years to keep those in the supernatural community who are at high risk of human interaction safely relocated or offered employment here. And the abominable snowman in the video just waves the way people who are asked to be at a corporate video would. Woo! <laughs> she continues, we're also working to find job opportunities for people who are displaced by interactions with dark magics and other threatening supernatural events. And you see a guy in a room and his whole body is arcing with electricity. You can see into his body every time it surges through him. He's not being hurt by any of this. He's just in like a padded room. And she says, our engineers and supernatural experts are hard at work ensuring that every supernatural trouble can turn into a supernatural opportunity. And it shows like a guy in like a protective rubber suit come over and like hand this dude some sort of device. And our electricity starts like gets sucked into this battery that starts to like glow and hum. And the guy in the rubber suit like the big thumbs, thumbs up, up at the camera. <laughs> uh, Olivia says, opportunities are always presenting themselves when we are joined by new members of the supernatural community looking to do their part to protect our world. And it fades away from her and then pans up again to that Eastie Agency corporate logo. Thank you for wanting to be part of our solution. Velocity claps again. <laughs> Eden gives you a look, Hugo, like, what'd you think? We're not doing video. I'm, I'm not having a, no, no. I'm glad of what they're doing here, but no. Mm -hmm. So then you guys hit the little button on your pager and uh, you wait in the, the room and the door opens 
and a sort of tall, lanky guy with a bit of stubble and uh, some like dusty blonde hair in an agent suit. Pokes his head in. Howdy. Y'all the new uh, visitors? Yeah, you're stuck with us. All right. Let's take y'all on a little bit of a tour then. I'm Mac. And he holds his hand out to shake someone's hand. I'm Felicity. Nice to meet you, little miss. Let's uh, show you what we got around these parts. (laughs) He says, oh, I see. Hear that, Ross? And behind Agent Max Spiegel is a young woman, looks to be about the same age as you, Felicity, maybe a year or two older than you. But she is in heavy goth makeup, very smoky eyes, completely dark black lipstick. Her skin is like whited out. She has whitish gray hair that's gray at the part, but then like mostly white that comes down past her shoulders. On her back is a very large looking sword hilt. The rest of it is wrapped in tattered looking cloth. And uh, she looks at you all as you come out of the room and she just goes, yay, new people. And that's where we will end tonight's session. So She's we can- gonna love me. <laughs> I bet. Say <laughs> something. Mm-hmm. I will make her love me. Agent Hillary Ross. 